Totally. Yeah. That's the type of stuff. That's the type of stuff we need. So Juan, you met, I guess I sort of know like you guys is like love life story. Cause Adam came down. Right. And no, I forget. Maybe our chick well, date. Yeah. Maybe we should just let her explain it. Guys, welcome in the Get Body Podcast. This your host, Sharkross, aka your boy Cher. And as always, I've got my beautiful, lovely, dashing, mustachio Luda co-host. Give it up for Dr. Luke. Hi, everyone. It's about time to rip off that band-aid. <laughs> and as always, the jungle kitty himself, David Dutton. <laughs> and guys... Super fun, incredible episode. We have Ava DeSimonis! Uh, Ava, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, before we start, team, do we have any uh, podcast updates? Public service announcements. Yes. This episode is sponsored <laughs> and brought to you by Chick-fil-A, our only two-time sponsor ever. <laughs> and the... What? Eat more chicken. Eat more chicken. Wait, to be specific, though, because it is it is the campus Chick-fil-A that is mm-hmm. sponsoring us. I've been to a lot of Chick-fil-A's in my life, but none quite as good as the campus Chick-fil-A. When I say that, it's the Ohio State campus Chick-fil-A. The Ohio State. Mm. Boom. The. And you know what? I think that does it. I think the leadership and the, just the, <laughs> the the ethos that carries through that store just... Gives us something a little special, you know. Aren't they? Aren't, what's up. the what's the milkshake that they're dropping again? What was I've never milkshake? been there either. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a milkshake you guys are dropping? No, no. there was going to be. There's a pimento. Oh, the burger. Pimento. What pimento? Pimento, pimento cheese. Yeah. The pimento burger. But for real, that it's chicken. <laughs> okay, that's actually a great question. What distinguishes a sandwich and a burger? Because you can... It's just beef, right? Burger is cow. No, you can have like a turkey burger. Yeah. It is a turkey burger. Yeah, but you But never, you don't say like chicken burger. Yeah. You just say you, chicken sandwich. But you could have a chicken burger, yes, if it was ground chicken. Yes, if it was ground chicken, it could be a chicken burger. Right? Uh, audience, it makes it ground. Keep your eyes ground. out for uh, Chick Fil A's new chicken burger pimento sandwich. <laughs> chicken burger, <laughs> the chicken burger pimento chicken sandwich, burger. and their shamrock shake. So, because <laughs> St. Patty's Day is neither one of them is happening. <laughs> well, you never know unless you go to the campus Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you should go there. Because um, you, you might, uh, you might run into Ava. Yeah, there every day except for Sunday. Wait, why, why aren't you there on Sunday? We're closed on Sundays. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Every time I want Chick-fil-A, it's on a Sunday. You yeah. know what? I'm actually like, I'm, I'm like, oh, that's a really cool policy. And then I always want Chick-fil-A on Sundays. Mm-hmm. I literally just said that. But you did not. You said every time I want it, it's on Sunday. You didn't put the predecessor part of, I think. So do cool you go policy. on Monday because you wanted it on Sunday? Or you just don't go? No, no. I go on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Every Wednesday. Wow. Um, coach. Do we have any other podcast updates? <laughs> the Insta. Is there something you want to say, marketing person of the Get Body? Uh, let me get, let me give it, uh, let me hear back from the marketing team first. Yeah, know. more info on the Instagram. Uh, we might have some. We oh wait, just... this just in. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the Insta. Oh wow, 
Our marketing team's the best. <laughs> yeah, keep your eyes out. We're going to be doing some fun live stories. We should do some live. Uh, we are? Yes. Oh. The marketing, <laughs> breaking news marketing team just told me. <laughs> live yeah, stories coming. Live stories. Yeah. I think that's all we have. At the gym? Oh, maybe. Maybe I should just pull it out oh. right now. There's a public service announcement <laughs> as well. By the time this airs, no, not today. we will be in the final countdown to the uh, old balding men against the hairline young men Uh competition for the open most people are not watching you know like justin medeiros or like you know who's gonna make the quarterfinals or the fact that you know alex is 16th in the in the world right now you know they're watching char and adam versus david and dusty and it's tied up right now yeah That'll be on the live story. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. It, it won't be on the live story. Sorry. If you're looking for it, it won't. <laughs> but it might be. It won't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Problems. So Ava. Yes. Let's get to Ava. Ava. Um, we, I think, intentionally said your name, last name wrong. How do you say your last name? Decibio. Okay. No T? No. If you, we, are you like, if we say Decibido, are you um, offended by that? I'm not. She said no. Yeah, it's more fun. Uh, Ava, you you have an accent. You're not from around here. No, <laughs> I'm not from around here. Where are you from? I am from Alabama. Montgomery, Alabama. Montgomery, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Born and raised. Born and raised. Tell, mm-hmm. tell us about your childhood. So, um. Wait, before we get there, we'll circle back. Don't worry. <laughs> we better circle back. But I know some my my cousins have southern accents. Mm-hmm. And one of them does not like it, but the other one does. Mm-hmm. Do you like your southern accent? I do like my southern okay. accent, yeah. Great. Sometimes I feel like I lost it. And I feel like it's not as thick as it used to be when I lived in the south. Hmm. It's probably true. But some people say they kind of hear hear it when I say certain things. Yeah. Oh, I can definitely hear it. Yeah. Yeah. It probably also changes um, by, like, based on the person you talk to. Yeah, when I talk to my family, um, it's super thick. And then Adam's Adam knows when I get off the phone with them. Because yeah. my there's a change in my voice. And he's like, you just got done talking to your family. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. my friends, when they when they drink, they start, their accents <laughs> come out, too. I'm not sure if you're a drinker or not, but. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. They're probably bring natural. Out. Yeah. Um, so, you, so Alabama, <laughs> south of uh, Birmingham. Yes, about three hours from the beach. Oh, mm-hmm. really? From Panama City. Mm-hmm. Gulf Shores, whichever one you want to go to. I know mm-hmm. zero about Alabama other than they have the football team. But honestly, I just Googled it mm-hmm. because I wanted to ask you where in Alabama you're from. But that's one of the things like, hey, I'm from Russia. I'm like, where in Russia? And people tell me, I'm like, yeah, I don't know anything about Russia. Same as Alabama. Not that they're yeah. Russia. <laughs> so, you, so you grew up in Alabama. Tell us like, so I'm I'm a northern dude. I grew up in Ohio. I know nothing about what are the things that, that I don't know to ask about Alabama? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, I feel like a lot of people ask about the weather. A lot of people ask like I find it interesting that a lot of people here know where they're from. Like, 
their family history of like, so Adam is Italian Mm -hmm. and he will tell you that. And like that comes up a lot, but like down South, we don't really talk about it. I find that interesting. Mm -hmm. That's not really answering your question, but that's okay. Kind of like your lineage with Ulysses. Yeah. S Grant. Yeah. We always did projects on that on him for history class. I really don't know if we're related to him or not. We just always said we were because we had the same last name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got my hopes up so high. Oh, man. So we were like, oh, he has the same last name. We're related. And that's what we always told our friends. Yeah. So, so your maiden name was Grant. Yes. And your middle name is Lauren. Yes. <laughs> A.K.A. Lauren. <laughs> Lauren. It's L-A-U-R-E-N. Right. So Lauren. 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 Mm-hmm. What do, you, what do you think about growing up? What do you like? What do you remember? Like, what are the the smells? What are the the things? Like, what is it? The siblings. The siblings. Yeah. So I grew up with three siblings: an older brother, older sister, and a younger brother. You're the third child. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Does that explain mm-hmm. a lot? Yeah. Birth order theory. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> um. We played sports a lot. So, like, the smell of fresh-cut grass or, like, the summer. Oh, yeah. Um, the heat. What did you play? Is I played softball until I was 13. And then I cheered in high school. Cheerleader? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You'd never guess that, would you? No. I don't know. A lot of people are like, oh. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that one. Although... There are a couple of people who I know their kids cheer and it is like competitive cheer and it's very intense. Yeah. So Did you were, were you that? No, I just it? cheered okay. at, at um, in high school. So fun story is my high school didn't have a football team. So we only cheered for like basketball. That was like the, our big sport. Okay. So it wasn't like uh, we didn't competitively cheer. No, but it was still fun. My favorite was the cheering. There was some school that had cheerleaders for wrestling, which mm-hmm. is really hard to cheer for when like your dude is getting there, like like face smashed into the mat. Yeah. Um, like so in just... middle school, I cheered for wrestling. No, you didn't. What? Yes. Yeah. yes. Wrestle, wrestle, twist them like a pretzel. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is kind of weird now that I think about it. Like, <laughs> There's just some real like, awkward as a, moments. As a wrestler, why would you want like 20 people like bang, like, slapping the mat, like cheering you on? I don't know. That's yeah. weird. But there's points that, like, hey, you're trying to cheer this kid on and he's like trying not to throw up and not to cry and not to, like he's like he's not trying. doing well. Yeah. But you're like like twist him like a red cell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah suplex him. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like we'll just let's just there's like two minutes left. Let's let it happen. Mm-hmm. But, so okay, so you're one of four. Mm-hmm. How old is your oldest sibling from you? He's five years older than me. Okay. My and sister, then your sister is, is three years older than me. And then my younger brother is three years younger than me. It's like my family. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. A wow. lot more in common. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, you feel like you're close with your family? Yeah. Super yeah. close. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you guys like grow up? Uh, you guys go up, go, go to church. You guys grow up like. Yes. Yeah. So we grew up going to church. Um, 
most of my family still goes to that church, which is pretty cool. Well, that is still all in the same town. Yeah. So my sister lives like 20 minutes outside of Montgomery. Uh, but so they go to a separate church, but they, my two brothers and their families and my parents go to the same church that I grew up at. So it's pretty cool to see how the church has continued to grow and, and thrive. Um, but yeah, I grew up going to church. Um, I was super thankful for that community. Um, as the older I get, the more I'm thankful for it, just to see how people, older people have invested in me and my siblings and just to see how my siblings are raising their kids and just like the values that were instilled within us, not only from people at church, but also my parents and just like how they, like how important they um, view church and how important it was for them to take us to church. And so I think that laid the foundation for me as I grew up Um, And even now as an adult, it shapes a lot of my decisions and the way I view the world and think and make decisions. So, Hmm. yeah. Did, um, when, do you feel like you had a good childhood? Do you feel like anything stand out? Yeah. So I, yeah, I think I have, I had a great childhood, um, Again, the older I get, the more I realize like how blessed I was with having two parents who love each other, who are still married today, who raised four kids, which I'm sure that was a handful (laughs) with all of us doing everything. Um, But I think that my parents, they knew what the important things were in life. And so they really kept us like grounded and level headed. And so, yeah, so I think, I mean, I love my childhood, like looking back on it, just like we were involved in sports and involved in church and just like able to make friends and keep friends, but then also just like life lessons that you learn with that, I guess. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're the only sibling that doesn't live in Montgomery. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Yeah. So when I was in high school, I told my parents that I didn't want to stay in town for college. So the, like the rule was, is that we couldn't move off to school unless we got a scholarship. So my goal in high school was to get a scholarship. And, um, I wasn't, Like I was good in school, made average grades, but I wasn't very good on the ACT. I did not. I don't do well with this kind of test. So I didn't do very well, but I still my parents allowed me to go to Troy University, which is like 45 minutes south of Montgomery. Um, And so that kind of got me out of my shell and. Once I was there, I was like, "Mm." which, okay, so I should probably preface this with Troy is not bigger than Montgomery. The only thing that's in Troy is the university. It's grown now, but when I was there, it was like university, Walmart, Zaxby's, like there was Zaxby's (laughs) and maybe like a food world. Like there was like hardly anything there. What's a food world? (laughs) Like the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of that. It's out of business now, I think. Right. 
yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yes. I, and then there's like a post <laughs> barbecue, which is really good. But anyways, so when I say once I get, went there and knew I didn't want to go back to Montgomery, it wasn't like it was this huge city like Columbus is. Um, so, yeah. So I I think in high school, my parents like we knew that I wasn't going to move back home. Just I just had this feeling of like, this isn't where I'm going to be. Um, totally explains why you're an adventurer as your uh, Myers-Briggs. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because I think that I, like, I love adventure and I love doing things, but then at the same time, like, I'm scared to take risks sometimes. So I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. But anyways, where was that going? Circle back. Uh, Will you circle, circle back? back? What did you study? In, uh... Communications. Okay. Mm-hmm. What did you want to do? I had no idea. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So... I took my two years of general studies and I didn't decide what my major was until like the very last minute and had two other friends that were like, we're not quite sure what we want to do either. So we're going to do communications. I was like, sounds good. And so we all like, we all did communications together, took all the same classes together. And then, um, it's just really interesting how the Lord works. Cause one of my friends like stayed on campus and did um, like recruitment. And then the other one is currently doing um, student ministry. And so it's like kind of cool to see how we all have the same degree, but we're all doing totally different things and just how God uses that to lead us where he wants us. But so, yeah, so I said communications, graduated, and then I have a quick question about yeah college what was like i know you talked a little bit about your your faith uh in church when you were with your family in uh, montgomery but what was your faith like when you were in college because mm-hmm. like that's kind of like you talked about how it was such a deep family like thing but like you didn't have family so what did yeah. that look like yeah, so when I got to college, I got involved in a campus ministry called Campus Outreach. And so uh, from like my freshman year till I graduated, I was involved with that uh, ministry. And so through that, I learned like what it means to kind of be like discipled because we had like discipleship groups. And then what does it look like to disciple people? And so when you're around, like when you surround yourself with like-minded people, I think you grow a lot more than you would by yourself. And so, and I was also lucky enough to, two of my roommates, my freshman year, um, were also like, they're from my high school, but we were all really good friends, all believers. And then we just stayed friends and like all kind of had the same friend group. So, um, I think my faith grew a lot during college with that. And then I was part of like some summer, um, we call them summer beach projects where you go to the beach for the whole summer and you work um, like you, you find a job uh, with your, like the kind of live in this hotel place. And um, if you're the leader of that group, you're like discipling those people. And Mm -hmm. then, um, you get jobs and the whole idea is to, um, share the gospel with your coworkers. So you learn how to do that, um, in everyday work environment type places. Hmm. And then I went to Brazil one summer with the camp, with the, with campus outreach. 
And so I think a lot of that had to do with like a lot of that helped grow my faith as well. Yeah. Any, any other questions guys about college? How, how did you get from Troy? Where did you get, where did you go from Troy? Yeah. So that's not a great, like grammatically correct. For you yeah, guys. you're good. Um, so my junior year of college, uh, Chick-fil-A came to Troy. So they built those Chick-fil-A there and um i applied and was hired and that's where like my chick-fil-a journey started and so the last two years of school i'm trying to figure out what i want to do with my life and um the my operator at the time offered me a full-time job to like grow and be developed by him um just professionally and personally wait so, so were you like a were you like a cashier, basically, or something? So, I worked in the kitchen. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Like, flipping chicken burgers? <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Breading. Yeah. Breading the chicken burgers? Yeah. Making nuggets, making sandwiches, fries, mm. all that stuff. Making nuggies. Yeah. Dude, I... So... I was rocking the Buffalo Wild Wings kitchen back yeah. in the day. Yeah. It's funny to think about, like, where you start and, like, your first job. That wasn't my first job, but... It's where, what led me to where we are today. <laughs> yeah. So I stayed with Chick-fil-A after I graduated and Chick-fil-A has a program, um, like certified trainers. So you can sign up, uh, to go help open Chick-fil-A's across the country and train their new team members. And so my operator allowed me to do that. And my first opening was in Toledo, Ohio, what? Which is where we I met Adam. Oh. Yeah. Who's Adam? Yeah, who is so. this Adam person? <laughs> so Adam is my wonderful husband. <gasps> he sounds like his great. Hair. Yes, he does. He has a great mullet. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Just don't tell him that. Uh. <laughs> Do you like the mullet? You think it makes Adam it's, look cute? I think it's growing on me. I didn't like it at first. <laughs> it's growing yeah. on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, yeah, I didn't like it at first, <laughs> but I think he's, is it already? Sorry. No. So someone was calling I was me. Like, he doesn't have his do not disturb on <laughs> Oops. Um, so he, yeah. you met him in Toledo. Yes. So we were both, we were both trainers and it was my first opening and everyone else had, like, they all knew each other. Yeah. So they were, they all knew like the supervisor. So they were all really good friends. And it's interesting because I actually didn't like Adam when I first met him. Checks out. I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> I did. So. I like everyone Adam. when you first meet them. Not he, true. They were, haven't you liked when you met them? I mean, I don't know, but I'm sure there's people. Yeah. You can't even think of people off the top of your head. So not true. Keep going. <laughs> So they, because I was the only one from the South, they made fun of me and like my accent and like, oh, Rob Todd, like you're one of those Alabama girls. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. Those. Did you tell them and about the, the, the other chair, the wrestle, wrestle? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> that would not have gone over very well. For you me. should have just leaned into it. <laughs> yeah. You want something to make fun of? Here you go. <laughs> so, yeah. So we met in Toledo and then you I. Them. Excellent. Yeah. But you he were like, a strong word. he was a little I bit just, of a peppy. Disliked him. 
You just like him, yeah. you're like, dang, he's kind of cute, you know? Yeah. Like in the romantic movies when they're like... <laughs> you they're try like, to like, act like you're not really paying attention, but you are. Yeah, but then kind you're still of. like kind of ushy-gushy in the, for the person. Yeah. 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 So, oh, my god. Anyways, <laughs> I go back to Alabama to work at my restaurant. How long was that? For what? The, like the opening thing. How, how long was that process? I was there. Well, it depends. I was there a week. Oh, okay. But some people are there like three or four weeks. It just oh. depends on oh. however long. Oh, my gosh. I thought this was like months. I know. I did too. <laughs> so, so as a trainer, you're not there as long as you are if you're a supervisor. Like if you're like Adam did the two year program where he was the one that was like organizing the, the opening and helping the operator set everything up oh, okay. and hire people. So he would be there for like eight weeks and then he'd go to the next assignment. Oh, okay. And then so like as trainers, you're just coming in for the opening. And so as trainers, you're there just for like the first four weeks of the opening, I think. So that's what I did. Yeah. So go back work at my Chick-fil-A. Um, and then that following year was when Adam became the GOS. Like he, so grand opening supervisor. So he applied and interviewed to go like for the two year program. And so as a supervisor, it's your responsibility to find trainers and all of that. So my, because I was certified trainer, my name is like on this master list and he needs trainers for this one opening. So he calls me and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then he went to dinner and a movie. Well, what's interesting is he called me, but I didn't answer. So he left me a message and I didn't call back for a whole week. So, you know, we were talking earlier about timeliness and like, you don't oh text back. <laughs> so I call him back. A week later and I'm like hey I'm really sorry but I'm actually going to another opening and he's like wow you know it's common courtesy to call someone back within 48 hours <laughs> and I was like oh oh I'm so sorry like Damn, I'll make it up to you I'll come to another opening like I just can't come to this one and so yeah so from wow. there wow yeah so then from that point on um we kind of like stayed talking like we were friends for that since we had met in toledo but then we started talking and were you snapchatting when was this what year (laughs) i didn't have snapchat what year good for you this was 2014 ish oh yeah you guys definitely could have been snapchatting yeah but you definitely were friends on instagram no what? He doesn't have social media. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Says the one who doesn't have social media. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, like, we just stayed talking and FaceTiming and all that stuff. And then that was August. No, I'm sorry. This was not 2014. This was 2016. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Whoa. 2016. Wait, just so I have a... a a frame of reference. When did you graduate? So I graduated college? 2014. So I met him in 2013. Graduated 2014. Yep. Started dating in 2016. Whoa. How did that happen? So, and he so, called you and was like, hey, I want you to be my trainer. And you're like, I'm just going to play hard to get. He's like, 
I'm so embarrassed. You need to call back people in 48 hours. And you're like, whatever, I'll make it up to you. I'll marry you someday. I did it. I just said, I'll come to an opening. But he said like a month after this interaction that he would marry me one day. What? Wait, Mm -hmm. so that interaction happened and that was like, hey, we're going to start talking. Yeah. So like that was the. That was kind of like what kind of jump started it. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. So even though he was, you know, I don't mean to be rude, but I'm going to be rude. Yeah. It jump started the relationship. Mm -hmm. That's a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Hallmark movie. Okay. So then a month later, he's like, I'm going to marry you. (laughs) Yeah. So we started dating December 31st of 2016. Okay. And then it was so annoying. I know that because me and Grace started dating uh, May twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. Yeah, Megan mm-hmm. said something about when you guys started dating. Yeah, yeah, it's important it's to know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I completely know what it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> so, long of course you don't know. <laughs> you don't even know when your own birthday is. No. Uh, true. So you started dating December thirty first because. You were said because, like, how? Why do you remember that? Because it was like going into the new year. Oh, did you guys like start another like, like was there another Chick Fil A opening that you guys got to like actually hang out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to Seattle. Oh, that's pimp. Mm Hmm. He was in Seattle in February, and so then after that, after we started dating, we made it a point to see each other every month. So we would like either he would come. To Montgomery, or I would go visit him. So that, yeah. So we did that, and then in June of 2017, he proposed. No way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he knew he was like, man. Yeah. June. Mm-hmm. So we were dated, dated for six months, and then we got married December of 2017. Oh my gosh! I Let's have a question. <laughs> We joking, we jokingly talked about your previous relationships uh, before the episode started, <laughs> but I'm going to bring it back up. <laughs> what was it about Adam that you were like, wow, this was something I loved about him. And this is why I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll marry you. Yeah. So one, he loves Jesus. That was like obvious when we met or like started talking um to he was different in the way like he knew what he wanted and he communicated that clearly and so I was like okay he's not like he's not playing games and he's not wishy-washy I know where he stands and I appreciated that because it like he was being a leader and I wanted to be led so Mm. Those were like the two main things that stuck out at the time. It's hmm. good. So you guys got married. So we got married in December. Yeah. And then he was still in the program. So he was in St. Louis. So we went to St. Louis for three months, two months. And then we moved here to Columbus. So in that process or in, during that time, he was interviewing for the OSU store that would open here in 2018. Okay. So he was he interviewed for it and got selected for it in March after we got married. And then we had one last assignment actually here at the mall 
location before they transitioned owners. And so we were here. And while we were here was when we were trying to like look for a place to live and all that stuff. So it kind of worked out perfectly for yeah. us. Yeah. And then um, why, uh, opened in. Why did he apply for the OSU uh, Chick-fil-A? So he's from Youngstown. So it's close to his family, but also he's a really big Ohio State fan, if you don't know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So and I think it was just perfect place, spot for us to land um, for the first, like, opportunity to be an operator. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that's how we made it here. And you guys moved into Westerville? Mm-hmm. Love nice. Westerville. Mm-hmm. Nice. Love it. It's crazy. You guys, mm-hmm. so you moved in like right like a year pre-COVID. Yeah. Right? So we when we first moved here, we were in an apartment. And then so we actually bought our house in March of 2020. Mm. Like a week before COVID. Like a week before the lockdown. Wow. Yeah. It was kind of scary actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> we had no idea what was happening, like what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so now we're wow. here. <laughs> so, so you're here mm-hmm. and go through the first part of um, the pandemic and then you have some pretty interesting life changes. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah. So... Um, and we're, so we were married in 2017 and we obviously had conversations about starting a family and like the time that we wanted to start that. And so it, we, it was after we moved into our house, we were like, okay, we're in a spot where we have enough space, like let's start a family. So I was actually, um, pregnant. Um, I got pregnant in December of 2020 and I went in for uh, my ultrasound and they couldn't find a heartbeat of the baby. And so my first thought was like, oh, like that, maybe that this is normal. That's probably not the right um, response, but I was like, well, maybe it's just like the wrong day or something. So talk to my doctor and she's like, well, let's get um, some blood work taken Um, You can come back next week for another ultrasound just to see. So at this point, I'm like, "Mm, I don't like I think we lost the baby. So we go back the next week for another ultrasound just to get like a second opinion um, and still no heartbeat. So I was actually 10 weeks pregnant um, and the baby stopped growing at eight weeks. So there was no heartbeat or anything. And so they told me that. I had a miscarriage, um, which was pretty devastating. And so I got the blood work after the second um, ultrasound. And so when I was younger, I had a, um, like a med, like it's called ITP, which is like basically low platelets. And they could never find the reason for it. And so, cause all my other numbers were normal. So like the white blood cells, red blood cells, all that was normal. I just had low platelets. And so 
but nothing would could help it. So I did steroids and like did some other medicine, but it just kind of like the doctor was like, oh, you just have to let it increase on its own. So ever since I was like 13, I had this issue. And so my doctor knew that. So she's like, hey, let's get your blood work taken uh, before we have the surgery because I was going to have to have a DNC. Um, and she's like, just to make sure your platelets are okay. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I'm just thinking they're checking my platelets. And so blood work comes back and my platelets are 40,000. Uh, and for those of you that probably don't know much about platelets, normal platelets are like 300 to 400,000. Wow. That's low. Yeah. So mine were pretty low. So they, she wanted me to go to Ohio health for more blood work, like intense blood work. So I go, um, and this, I'm sorry, this is in January of 2021. And so go get blood work. Um, after the blood work, I go to work thinking like, it's fine. I'll just have like, like, obviously I'm still upset about in this moment, I'm still upset and like heartbroken over the miscarriage. And so this is like the only thing that I'm thinking of is like, how could this happen? Why is this happening? Things like that. Um, so I go to work and while at work, the doctor calls me and uh, she says, hey, uh, do you are you somewhere where you can like talk? And I was like, yeah, like, what's up? And she's like, well, I'm just letting you I just want to let you know that your blood work came back and um, it's showing that you have AML, which is acute myeloid leukemia. And I was like, whoa, uh, okay. So I like remember this vividly. I was like, actually, can you just stop talking for a second? I'm going to grab my husband because I, I, I'm not listening to anything. Like I'm not comprehending anything you're saying. So I go get Adam and he's like, what is going on? I was like, I don't know. Just talk to her. Like, here's the phone. I'm, I'm leaving. So I, she had told Adam that I need to go to OSU like right away. Like I didn't, I didn't need to waste time. So again, it's in the middle of COVID. So, and also another thing is like throughout our story, uh, we see God in every little aspect of it. And so you asked earlier, like why OSU? And we say, oh, it's close to family or it's close. Like we love OSU. And I think it's one of those things where God knew that I was going to need like one of the best hospitals for my diagnosis. And so, um, anyways, so we're at work, we leave work and go to OSU. And at this point they're not allowing any visitors. And so I have to go in by myself and they get me into a room. They hook me up like the heart monitor and get all my blood taken and everything. Cause since Ohio Health did theirs, uh, OSU says, Hey, we want to do our own blood work and make sure that it matches up. So I'm in the ER for probably like four or five hours. Um, and then they finally come back and tell me that it is confirmed that I have AML uh, and that they want to start. Um, what am I trying to say? They want to start like my treatment right away. And I was just like, OK, so like, can I go home? And she's like, you're not leaving. And I was like. I don't have anything like I, I'm in my work clothes and she's like, your husband can bring you clothes. Um, 
but like we're we're admitting you tonight and like you you won't go home for the next month at least yeah and so I was like that's crazy yeah so then I'm like distraught again because I'm sitting there getting all this information alone and um and just to clarify you haven't had your surgery yet right correct I hadn't had my surgery yet so this is a Wednesday and so they admit me to um OSC the James and they do all the tests they do my biopsy like bone marrow biopsy to see how much cancer I have and during this so then my surgery is on Friday. And so I have my surgery Friday and they're still awaiting the biopsy results. And so thankfully they let me go home for the weekend because they couldn't really do anything until they got the results anyways. And so go home for the weekend, spend it with Adam and just kind of like talking about like what this means, what it looks like, um, what's going to happen, all this stuff. And so, um, I'm actually admitted, they call me, they tell me, Hey, we're going to call you when, um, we have like, when we get the results back and when we're going to admit you for treatment. And so they actually called me on Adam's birthday. So they're like, Hey, we want you to come That's today. Brutal. Yeah. It was terrible. What? Yeah. Oh so, gosh. Yeah, so I go in on his birthday of 2021, and I start treatment that day. And so I'm in the hospital um, till the end of March. So March 30th is when I leave. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I do treatment for two months. And during that time, I they did a lot of tests and things of like, because they don't really always know how you get leukemia. And so it sometimes it's like you're exposed to something in the environment or whatever. And so another crazy part of the story is my older brother actually had AML as well when he was little. And so um, they did like the genetic testing, like if I had any mutations. And so they actually found that I had a gen, I was born with a genetic mutation that was like, I was, it was inevitable that I was going to get leukemia. It was just a matter of when wow. essentially. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so go through the treatment. Um, I went through two rounds of chemo, uh, cause the first round didn't get all of the cancer. So I did two rounds of chemo and then um, I just had to wait for all of my numbers to get back up to somewhat normal to go home. And Your platelets, right? Yeah, platelets, okay. white blood cells, red blood cells, hemoglobin, hemoglobin, all that stuff. Um, and then, so there's no cure for AML. Uh, the closest thing is a donor. And so... Another crazy part of the story is my brother. So when my brother was diagnosed, he was three um, and they look for a match for like to for you to be the like bone marrow trans like donor. And so my sister was like a year and a half, I believe uh, she was a perfect match. So she was his donor. And so my parents were like, hey, let's try your younger brother, Evan, to see if he's a perfect match for you. And it turns out that he is like 10 out of 10 perfect match for me. 
So um, thankfully, he was willing to um, be my donor. So in April of 2021, he came up and uh, did like, he has to go through this whole process of being a donor. And um, they had the bone marrow like procedure done and took his bone marrow that morning. And then that afternoon, they brought it up to my room and I received his bone marrow. And so since then, I've been in remission. Dang. Yeah, it's a long story, but. <laughs> so much emotion. Yeah. Um, Ava, what, like, one, like, I'm just like, just blown away. Like, so many crazy things in that story of like, twists and turns of like heartbreak and sadness mm. with the miscarriage. And then it's like, hey, life sucks now. Wait till you check this out. Boom. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, what? Mm -hmm. And then like, the like, your brother being like your match like that's that's crazy like what what were you thinking like what was going on like what was what was going through your head during this whole process like yeah where did you find hope like what what were you what was going on yeah so I think I don't think I really had time to grieve the loss of a child um because I was just like uh, wow, I need to be healthy. Like I'm sick and I need to find a way to get healthy so that I can continue living. Um, and so that was really hard because I don't, I didn't, I missed that part of grieving. And so I was kind of just like, Hey, I, I need to survive. And so it's actually like, I had the best care at the James. Like my nurses were amazing. Um, my doctors were amazing. And so I was surrounded despite the no visitor policy during COVID. I was surrounded by a lot of people that were just uplifting. But I also think that it comes from that foundation that I was talking about earlier of just like Jesus is our hope and how like Yes, the the a cancer diagnosis is like the worst thing that I've ever experienced, but the earth like this is in our home. And so when you when you have eternity in mind and that's what your hope is, like you can get through whatever you're going through. And so that's what I held on to during the whole thing. Um, and even like even on the hardest days, like you're losing your hair or you're just losing every sense of like independence almost because you're having people like you have to have people wait on you and take your blood or help you go to the bathroom or help you take a shower or help you walk down the hallway. And so even though that feels very lonely, I didn't feel alone because I knew that like God was with me and that he was going to use this for his glory and like my good. And so, excuse me, that's what I held on to during that time. What was, what was your relationship with Adam like during that time period? Yeah, I think it, it was hard because so for the first month that I was in the hospital, I didn't see him. 
because um, visitors weren't allowed. And so, yeah. And so it was just like FaceTiming the whole every day. But there were days that like I was so sick that like I didn't want to talk to anybody. Um, and there were actually a couple of times where like he would call and I would answer and like I would fall asleep because I was just so tired. And he's like, all right, I'm going to end this. But it's like it, it was I think it was harder on him because he couldn't there was nothing that he could do to heal me and like being separated, going through the hardest part that we've like the hardest part of our lives that we've ever been through. Like that's hard. And so I think we our experiences were a lot different. And so he probably has a different side of the story. But for me, it's like when he was able to be there, like just knowing that he was there was all I needed. You know, like I didn't want him to try to fix it. I just wanted him to be there. And so I think that I think just learning that about each other even helps us now of like asking each other questions. Hey, do you want me to like, are you telling me this, telling me this because you want me to fix it? Or do you want me just to be here? You know, or me being more vulnerable and sharing what I'm feeling. Because I like when you're going through something like that, you have, I think, some pretty dark thoughts of like what ifs. And so I didn't want to share those because I was like, I can't share this. Like this is this is dark. Like he can't know this. I don't want him to worry about it, but he can't support, encourage and love me if he doesn't know that. And so just be just learning to be more vulnerable with him and sharing that with him has really helped us now as a married couple. Do you feel like like it's such a such a crazy uh, <laughs> audience will be will be back. <laughs> audience we're back. Um, um yeah, so your story mm-hmm. it's a wild and crazy and unpredictable string of events mm-hmm. that happened and you kind of alluded to how you weren't able to fully grieve the loss of your child, mm-hmm. how are you now working through the grief of your experience? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. So I have gone to um, like counseling, just to, like be able to talk it out. And I think it's learning how to let myself grieve because I have always been one to kind of like push things away and say like, well, like if I don't think about it, like it's not there or like, it, you know, like it's not going to affect me or it's not going to bother me. And so now it's more so allowing myself to just like sit and grieve it and grieve like the loss of a child, the loss of, um, like what we envisioned for our family, um, the loss of just like time that we had or didn't have together. And so I think it's still an ongoing process, to be honest with you. Um, I think the main thing is just 
allowing myself to feel all the feels, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And just being able to like talk it out and talk about like, why am I feeling this way? Or because I mean, I think grief, it hits you when you're least expecting it. And so I also think that because of my experience, because of my story, I'm able to um, relate to people or sympathize with people that have gone through hard things as well, whether that's losing a baby, like whether that's cancer or just any kind of like hard things that they've gone through. I think it has helped me be able to um, understand them better. And so that's also something that kind of like working through as well. Does that answer your question? Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate you sharing. And I know mm-hmm. I'm over here like a, just like a wreck. Cause I'm thinking like, I know how this ends. Like you're sitting here right here, mm-hmm. but just hearing that is so, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I have a, I have a question that kind of pertains more to your siblings. Mm-hmm. So you, you mentioned your oldest brother had AML mm-hmm. and then your sister was a donor mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. So for the donors, mm-hmm. do they not have your older sister and your younger brother? Do they not have that mutation? Mm-hmm. They do not have the mutation. And again, another thing that like, I think God knew that we were going to need like a perfect match. And so I think he created like my brother for that, you know, and my sister for my brother of just, cause a lot of, a lot of people don't have perfect matches. They just have like good enough, you know, like they test like maybe 10 things and they find the one that has the closest, like eight out of 10 or seven out of 10 things. And so for them to, like, for my brother to be completely, like, 100% perfect, it's, like, a blessing. Yeah. So. So as you, 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 I mean, you are continuing to walk that road to some degree, but as you are more on the other side of that road now, Mm -hmm. how, like, what does the future look like? For us. For you. Yeah, for me. Um, so I think it just like taking each day as it comes. And so like, as far as we talk about, like Adam and I talk about our family and what we want to do, like, cause we want to grow our family. And so we've been talking about and praying through adoption and we're going to start that, um, journey over the next couple of weeks of just. I, I mean, I think it's a long journey, but I'm um, going to pursue that. And then just, I think it's just walking by faith and trusting that the Lord provides um, what he wants us to have, but just being obedient to that. Um, and then it's just staying healthy. And so for me, being able to do CrossFit and being able to like, so I'm training for a half in April. So being able to run and like, do those things that like provide a sense of like uh, normalcy almost that I didn't have for a couple of years. Um, and just the importance of staying healthy is kind of what I'm focused on as well for the future. 
So I have a question. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, like, I don't know this stuff super well, but so, like, when you say remission, mm-hmm. does that mean, like, that's different from, like, cancer-free? It, it's the same. Okay. So is there a chance that this happens again? It, yes, because there is no like 100% cure for AML. Having a bone marrow transplant is the closest to being cured as you can get. And so, so my brother, my oldest brother is 36 now. And so he's been in, like, he has not had any wow. um, issues with um, cancer coming back since he was three. And so we're very hopeful that because I had my brother's, like, because my brother was my donor, that um, I won't have any issues moving forward in the future for this or for it coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think to kind of go along with the, the question I just asked, like, I think a lot of times difficult things in our lives, and I can, I'm speaking from personal experience myself difficult things in our lives have maybe a tendency to define us. Hmm. And yet I don't, while they may play a big part in our story and they may change us and, you know, for good or bad. um, How would you say, what would you say that this defines you or say that it's part of your story or would you say it's like, um, where would you put it if there's like a spectrum? Yeah. On- so I I would answer that question kind of both right now. So I think it's part of my story. I don't believe that it defines who I am as a person. But since it's so recent, I feel like it's kind of in my face. Not in my face, but like it's very real and like at the front of my mind almost every day. And so I think that's also something to like going back to what you were asking earlier. um, How am I kind of dealing with the grief and walking through that? I think that's something else too of like, I can't allow it to define me because it's not like I'm going to walk up and say, Hey, I'm Ava. Like I just, I got my remission, you know, but it is, it does change the way I view life or how I do things or Mm -hmm. how I view people and interactions with, with people. And so I would probably answer that as like, I don't believe it defines me, but it is part of my story. And I think, I think that as much as I don't want it to be, there's like Ava pre-cancer and Ava post-cancer. So I don't think that I'm ever going to be the same person I was before my cancer diagnosis. For the, for the better. For the better. Yeah. And maybe for the worse. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going kind of off of the Ava kind of, you know, pre-Ava, you know, now Ava, how have you, uh, I guess my question is going to be like, how have you grown through this experience? Like, how, mm-hmm. like, have you grown through Yeah. It? So I would say that I just feel more um, grateful. I don't think I was always like a grateful person for just little things, much less the bigger things. 
And so I would say I'm more grateful, but also just knowing what I went through, knowing what my body went through, knowing like just having that experience of being at the the lowest I've ever been and seeing how I've been able to come out of that and walk through that. I feel like I've grown just at like as far as like strength as a person and what I'm capable of doing. Um, and just like, yeah, I think I'm just filled with more gratitude and yeah. more love for people. Um, I don't think I would all, I don't think I could say that I always like really wanted to, like Adam was saying earlier, like I don't really talk much to people but what I do is like, I kind of observe what's going on and I try to reach out to people that look like they need someone, like someone, they want someone to talk to them, if that makes sense. And so I feel like I just look for more opportunities more so than I did before. I have a question, but I'm not exactly sure how to ask it. So mm-hmm. forgive me if I think out loud for a second um i was talking to somebody earlier today about how Liliana's nine and um having conversations with her about the fact that we're never alone and that god is with us Mm -hmm. and that that's a very real um this is very it's a very real thing uh even though uh, and our emotions of being afraid and nervous and anxiety are also real. Mm-hmm. And and my, I guess what I want to say is how do I, how do I help her to grow up to be like you mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense of, you said it's, it sounded very authentic in that, Hey, I was not alone. Like God was with me. Mm-hmm. So I guess what would you say to her or to, to what, what would you say helped you get there? Or, and what would you say to like, you're really happy that that happened leading up to that point? Is that, is that, does that make sense? Is that your question? Yeah. So how would I, what would I tell someone who's who's struggling to like, feel like they're not alone? Like, yeah. How, How did you get there? How did you get there to say, you know what, I'm in a spot, the emotions are really real about trouble and darkness and but it's also equally as real that you're not alone Mm -hmm. i think that because when you asked that question for me it was like what i was thinking about was like what was your experience with like jesus like Mm -hmm. like for me that's that's what i'm thinking about like when you're in that hardship and wrestling with God of like, why is this happening? Like, God, I'm in this dark spot. Like, like, where are you? What, what, like, is it something that just turns on? Is it something that you're like, Hey, I'm in the pit and you know what? I look over and God's there with me. Or is it something that you're, you have a a mantra or like a, a, an anchor or something that you're saying, man, you know what? This is something I've cultivated over the years. Like, how does that how does it happen? You know? I think what you cultivate comes out in those moments. And so 
what's your foundation and what's in your heart. And so in those moments, I knew that God's word was true. I knew what he said about himself was true. I knew what he said about me was true. And so that's what I had to go back on of, okay, God, I am feeling anxious. I'm feeling nervous. I'm feeling terrified right now. Like what truth can I put my anchor in? And it's, you know, he says that he's trustworthy. Um, He says, cast your cares on him and he will sustain you, you know, or do not be afraid for I'm with you. And so it's those things that I hold on to that I think growing up people that people were planting those seeds in my heart, in my life. And those are things that like they took root, you know? And so when you, when you are in the pit and you're, you're scared, you're like, I really don't know how I'm going to get through this. Like you, you look back on what you've, what you've learned and your experiences with God thus far. And I think that's the other thing too, for me is if you look back throughout your life, whether good or bad, you can see that God is trustworthy and he's proven himself trustworthy. And so he's going to continue to be trustworthy. And so it's in those moments when I was like, I don't know what's going on. I could say like, I can trust him, you know? Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think maybe to go along with it, and you can I mean, tell me if I'm wrong or not. Mm-hmm. I think it is the hard, like, you don't want to tell your kid that they have to go through hard things in order mm-hmm. to experience God's faithfulness mm-hmm. in a very real and tangible way. But I think it really is that, like, mm-hmm. he says... You know, David said, even though when I, even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, it was fear no evil for you with me. It's like, mm-hmm. God didn't take him out of the valley of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. He was there with him. Yeah. So I think that's kind of when we experience him in those ways the most, most mm-hmm. clearly, I think mm-hmm. it's because we are there in that spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. The, the cultivation. I, I like that word cultivating. Mm-hmm. I really like that word that you use. That's so really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how we transition to pet <laughs> no. I don't either. Um, but you got me crying. <laughs> so success for this podcast. Yeah, I was sitting over here like sobbing like a child. I was You're trying like, to hold it all I was in. Like, I, I know. <laughs> you Why? Such a good job. You should have cried. I'm like, oh man, don't look at her. I know. You're gonna ruin it. I, I have something to say, but I'll bring it up at the end of the episode when all the listeners are weeded out. It's only the true faithful. The truthers. <laughs> the yeah, the truthers. Yeah. Uh, audience, well, um, it's pet peeve time. Uh, I, I do want to barge into Luke's segment here. What the f- I am coming in, kicking the door open, because I have something that has been pushing my peeve, oh. and it has been growing. Yes, I I, I give Shar permission to, <laughs> mostly because I've gotten multiple texts this week about it. It is unbelievable. It all started. <laughs> I feel like this is how all of Luke's pet peeves. <laughs> yeah. Pretty soon you're going to take out blankets and be like, oh my gosh. Uh, I'm getting warm already. So I unzip my vest and everything. <laughs> I have a story to tell. 
<laughs> this was so I'm a young child, like for my grade and stuff. So I got my driver's license my senior year of college. I mean, my senior year of high school. <laughs> of, high school of high school. I just turned 16. Um, I turned 17 the month before I graduated uh, high school. Right. Okay. So heading in a you know senior year during the summer, I was kind of off and on dating this person. And I just got my license and I'm like, let's freaking go. I can drive. So I'm driving over, um, just picked up some food, um, driving over to this person's house. I'm all amped, you know, high school little kid. And I encounter a flock. I mean, dozens of freaking geese on the road. Canadian geese. I don't care. All of the geese, all of the nationality of geese were there on the road. I'm honking and I'm like, guys, get out of my way. I just got my license. You know, I am about to go hang out with this girl or whatever. But these geese would not move. (laughs) And I stood there for like the geese. I I, I was like, I can't go out there on the road. The geese are going to attack me. You know? didn't go out and fight the geese? <laughs> no. Geese can, geese can hurt you. So I stood there for like 10 minutes. Listen, if Troy got beat up by an 11-year-old girl, yes. he could probably be beat up by a flock of bees. You know what? That's on brand. Yeah. So that <laughs> starts <laughs> that starts my hatred brand? for geese. This past two months, <laughs> the geese had been flocking from the north <laughs> of Canada down to Ohio. I'm... And goosing and honking and farting and pooping everywhere. Standing in the road. I was driving home from work. Geese crossing. I was like, why don't you just run over that goose? It is is quite... Is um, it illegal? Yeah, you can't kill them. They're protected, yeah. Who's protecting the geese? (laughs) They used to be endangered. Screw that! (laughs) They're so stupid. uh, What I hate about it the most is that they they literally can fly over the road. And they choose not to. (sighs) It's like they they know what they're doing to us and they choose to do it on purpose. Wow. That's actually a level of respect. Freaking hissing and honking, <laughs> pooping and peeing everywhere. I, I'm pro- we're probably gonna get canceled for this because I really I would have ran over two geese, like just straight, not even thinking about it today. <laughs> like just no regrets. Just it's like just oh cool. Bird. Except <laughs> Like that, I have a car and would ruin my grill. Yeah, you're super. <laughs> my guru is not going to do well. Public service announcement for all you geese out there <laughs> listening to this podcast. If I see you, I'm going to punch you in your neck. Okay, you dumb goose. I will give you a hundred dollars cash if you get a live story on the Instagram about you catching a goose. You got to catch it though. Hundred dollars cash. I think you can do it. Friggin' goose. That'd be. I mean, how much wedding stuff can you buy for that? That'd be like a great a hundred bucks. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> okay, well, inflation. This is what you do. We put it on. Uh, you know, our pantheon. We're gonna just start. Uh, start a GoFundMe. GoFundMe. So, yeah, it's go- a picture of me hunting <laughs> geese. Freaking dumb geese. Wait, I have. I forgot. I have to say, ask you something. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Why is the podcast considered explicit? Well, I haven't sworn yet. Sometimes we e. say bad words. There's yeah. an E beside it. Yeah. Do you want to know that? Yeah, yeah. because I, I put it on there. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's, sometimes I say yeah, that. Oh, you it. choose it. Yeah, I, yeah, I we chose, chose it. We chose it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you can pick. There's it definitely been us. some. Oh, no. It, it chose it. us. 
It shows us. Yeah. Yeah. If you listen to Jared's podcast, well, I guess he he debunks the fact of, of bad words. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, That's you know, the rating agency gave us a call and said we should be Yeah. So. We're having our compliance team work on it. They'll get back to us. Yeah. Is it the same one as the marketing? Yeah. And research. Yeah. <laughs> and... And all the above. All the above. Luke, I'm sorry I took over your No, segment. no, no. That's a good one. And you've texted me multiple times about it this week. I punch a goose. And so did you, David. So. Yeah, I'm, that, was, I, that was the... Geese, you better hide your kids. You better hide your wife. <laughs> I'm coming. Literally, I... I yeah, yeah. Punch a goose. Yep. I will be, because I just punch got guns. <laughs> I felt like I didn't know who it was. I thought maybe it was an old person. Maybe it was a drunk. Maybe it was somebody... It was a completely reckless driver. It was kind of swerving and like speeding up, oh, slowing yeah. down. And and we're in a 20, 35 and, and old boy's going like 20. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I can't like ride him because I really don't know what's going to happen next in this car in front of me. So finally he takes a right and almost gets hit taking a right, mm-hmm. like honking, all kinds of stuff. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And I, I throw on the gas and there's two <laughs> geese right in front of me. And that was when I was like, I can't do this mess in my car. Though. So... Luke, what's pushing your piece? Okay. So, um, I have two. The first one has bothered me for a while. Actually, they both have bothered me for a while. But this first one, Jared is going to hate, and I don't really care. But it's the fact that you can, or that the amount of, and the type of, pharmaceutical <laughs> advertisements and commercials on the on the television. Mm-hmm. So I don't really watch TV. When I go over to my parents' house, they watch like NCIS and stuff like that. Whatever, they still have cable. I don't know. But they, so they're watching it and then something comes on for like moderate severe plaque psoriasis. <laughs> oh, that one. And I'm like, okay, number one, that's not that common, like comparatively. But the the medicine that you are trying to sell is thousands of dollars, okay? And you're marketing it to all these old people who think they're they might have plaque psoriasis because of this commercial. It just irritates me so much. And then you have the 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 ones for mental health, like the depression commercials mm-hmm. and the you know the atypical antipsychotics and all these things on there. They're like, you know. XYZ does, you know, it can help with this very specific, very like, like targeted, like one symptom thing. But then it lay, it lists like all of these things like, oh, and these people all died of like a heart attack. And then they died of, you know, like liver disease. And then they died of, you know, they, they died again. Yeah. They just, they <laughs> just keep dying. But then in the commercial, they're showing people at like jazz concerts and like <laughs> square dancing and all this stuff like but they're dying because they're taking this overpriced medication <laughs> i for a second there i was with you and then i thought we're definitely getting canceled is there anything else we want to say this episode because our last one and then i thought no i guess i'm with you on the you know like people are dying a couple times what is yeah i don't even want to ask because i want to open the rabbit hole but plaque psoriasis? <laughs> I think I have it. <laughs> See? Look, this is what it's doing to I us. Mean, I've definitely had a bunch this, of viewings of that commercial. This is why. See? I told you. But yeah. this is why pharmaceutical companies are not allowed to advertise on TV in countries other than New Zealand and the United States. They're not allowed. New Zealand surprised me about that. 
Just those saying. Aussies. Why? They're not Aussies. They're, they're Kiwis. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have never heard of that in my life. They're called you, Kiwis? They're not called Aussies. Australians are Aussies. Yeah. Close enough. No. <laughs> no. If you ever say that to somebody. Oh, man. You're going to get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Kiwis. Yeah. Remind me about Kiwis after the episode. Okay. Right. What's your second? My one? second one. Oh, gosh. I'm getting warm. Hold on. <laughs> this one really frosts my pumpkin. <laughs> So when, okay, so your kid's upstairs. No, no, no. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave this, use them. It's not, it's not them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Your kid's upstairs. Okay. Yeah. True. Today. Yep. TT. Yep. Wearing mismatched socks. Yeah. Okay. He's a kid. Who who freaking cares? When adults wear mismatched, (laughs) it's making me so mad. I can't talk. (laughs) mismatched socks that pisses me off so much like are you serious right now you don't have the gumption or the discipline to match your socks before you put them on your feet i don't care what kind of i don't care what like (laughs) dress socks athletic socks like i'm with you on this one i oh my gosh it's like guys guys we we all passed kindergarten like you know what your colors are if you're colorblind, like your husband, have he's, some help. He still matches them. He can still match them. <laughs> I, oh my gosh, I hate it. Especially, you know, like, ah, uh, I'm sorry. I'm getting really warm. <laughs> Ava, what, what pushes your pee? Are you serious right now? That doesn't bother you? <laughs> no, not really. Why not? I mean, it's just socks. <laughs> like... I may actually, I'm in this moment, I'm thinking I'm going to start a campaign where I wear different socks to the gym for the audience. For I, was in, I literally was in mid text with David just five seconds ago. <laughs> I was telling you, it, but you didn't know because it was silent. It was silent. Audience on Luke's birthday. We will all come in <laughs> as Luke's pet peeves. All with our mixed match socks. What a great gift <laughs> on his birthday. You know, on his birthday, mixed match socks, plaque psoriasis. <laughs> no, <laughs> plaque psoriasis isn't, isn't a pet peeve. Bench pressing. It's going to be great. Ava, what? <laughs> I can't believe that you're fine with that. You of all people. I, I would prefer no socks. And I'm really happy that TT's wearing socks. Yeah. That's a win. Again, I don't care. I know. If you're a kid, I know, but fine. Like, but like, if you're 30 years old and you can't match your socks, like what's, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank Ava. you. I took off clothes because I was so hot. Oh my God. <laughs> Not too many clothes. <laughs> Not a lot, just a little bit, but still took some off. Ava. Yes. What, what has pushed your peeve in your life? Um, so I can't stand to hear people eat chew i don't know if someone oh my said gosh. that misophonia yeah like so, it wait it drives don't me crazy listen to the very first episode because somebody <laughs> don't oh, point at me oh don't no 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 that is yep. not me yep. 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 that was not me it was him <laughs> you keep blaming yeah. it on me it wasn't me that and this is a weird one but why are we so happy I don't like it when people slam car doors. 
Oh. Especially mine. Oh. Like, be gentle. So, just like, say for example, so that bother that you resonate with that, but you don't resonate with mine. No, I resonate with yours, but I just really don't care. The slam door thing is more of like a respect thing, I feel like. So, say for example, me and you're hanging out, you know, and I'm exiting your vehicle and I slam your door. I'm going to slap you. What do you, what do you, like, I just go, <laughs> you don't be like, <laughs> I don't say anything. You don't be like, sure. What the heck is wrong with you? Mm-mm. Oh, interesting. I just like, man, I hope they don't do that again. Wow. Because it's, I mean. You're so nice, Ava. It's, it'll last longer. Take care of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, slamming car doors. Yeah. I get it. I mean, it's really because of my dad. Like, my dad was like, slammed the door. He blew up. Mm-hmm. He's like, boy. You know, he goes crazy. <laughs> so... <laughs> I also don't like it when people don't follow the rules. <gasps> You're a number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, She's an Enneagram number uno. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. A perfectionist. And yeah. the adventurer mm-hmm. is an ISFP, which is feeling instead of thinking and perceiving. Which is interesting. Yeah, I don't think the P matches with an Enneagram one, but that's fine. Audience, just so you're in the loop, we've been <laughs> we've been getting into the Myers Briggs sixteen personality real. test. So maybe it's a lot. Check it out on the podcast. The link. I mean, down below. Yeah. Yep. And any know. any other pet peeves? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm just hopeful that I'm not. Any more pet peeves? Why? Why do you like ones? I hate that I'm a perfectionist. Why do you it's hate not that? that I hate ones. It's just. Why do you hate that you're a perfectionist? Because I feel like it's like no matter what I do, it's never good enough. Because it can always be like it could be perfect, but it's not perfect. And you feel like that says something about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, no, <laughs> no. Oh, we're gonna work through. What this. is the perfect number? I don't know. Don't ask that question. You know, there's a whole lot of stuff going on about the Enneagram right now. Really? Have like, we started a trend? <laughs> no, 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 like bad stuff. Like it's like satanic. It's not satanic. We did you see that though? It's been around for a long time. No, oh. it's not satanic. The answer, correct answer, is number seven. Is the holy number is the perfect number? Are you? You must be seven. I mean, just accidentally. <laughs> Um, everyone wants to be a seven before we get into the get spicy I do want to ask you because we've been asking this of our guests recently oh, oh yes what is what is your love language oh, oh, that's not what um, I thought you were about to ask for the hardest season of life and I feel like I yeah like, we already oh, talked about, I feel like we were no. about that that was yeah. the whole podcast I'm just kidding um, my love language is quality time oh QT do you do you reciprocate like quality time to show your love and affection yes but i also know that that's not how to show my love like you're talking about like with adam yes yeah so adam is words of affirmation so yeah, to show love to him i such a performer words of I affirmation threes I'm, i think he's fantastic Fake ass he is great <laughs> he's wonderful that's why we have the e on the podcast by the way he's whatever he's listening to on this right now he's throwing something at it or throwing the phone like, He's probably gonna text you. So you get you. you love okay. quality time. And He's then, a fake ass bitch. He knows what, that. What's the lowest on the totem pole? 
for me. Um, yeah. What is it? Physical touch, words of affirmation, quality time. Access service and gifts is the fifth one. Um, probably acts of service. Mm. Do you like doing things yourself? Mm-hmm. Well, strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. Mm. Are you a reader? Yes, read? but I haven't read much lately. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's get spicy. Spicy. We need. We are gonna have uh, the next PSA is we're gonna have all these fun little like sound bites. Oh, real quick. What would you change about Chick Fil A? <laughs> is, there, is this a loaded question? No, I was dry. It just popped in my head. I was like, man, we we talked about how you know you work at Chick Fil A. You know, you basically are co-operator. No, with, you really do all the work. Adam yeah. just stands there. We know. Looks so you were co-operator <laughs> with Adam. He's good at that. But like, <laughs> get bodied. But Words like, of affirmation, is baby. There you would change about it, big daddy. <laughs> because I did some no. snooping around. I did some snooping around. I looked up Ava DeCibio, and I looked up Ava Grant and all this stuff to do some. Sorry, my reconnaissance team on the Get Body Podcast did that. <laughs> but I, you know, I saw you, you know, in the back of the kitchen cooking, you know, out front talking about Google. you guys's. Yeah, I saw all that stuff. But I was like, man, is there anything you would change about Chick-fil-A? It is pretty great. I would change the fact that they got rid of their spicy grilled. Oh. Mm-hmm. What are all the spicy grilled chickens doing out there? <laughs> Roaming around. Free ranging. Yeah. <laughs> they need to get eaten. Yeah. Bro, I had a spicy um, breaded chicken tonight. <sighs> awesome. It's good. Like get bodied. Mm-hmm. The grilled one is better though. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. I've had them both. I would the definitely... real spicy is spicier, I feel like. Yeah, you think yeah. so? Then the breaded. I feel like the breaded has that... Uh... Zero spice. Have you ever had one? <laughs> yes. I had one tonight. It had a good kick to it. You're white. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. So... You're not wrong. But it, it remind, actually it reminded me of uh, Hot Chicken Takeover. No, <laughs> please don't compare us to no, hot chicken. I'm takeover. just saying, it was a great sandwich tonight. It was a great sandwich. What would you I'm change? Would you change their food. coffee because it gives me heartburn? Yeah, I don't drink coffee though, so oh. I don't know how bad it. I mean, I've I hear it. Would, would what would you change? Would there be anything? Honestly, I probably wouldn't change much. I like there's certain things on the menu that I'm like, oh, I'm not really a big fan of that, but. Like, if you could but, add, you know, change or whatever. I wouldn't change anything. What? Chick-fil-A is the best. <laughs> Chick-fil-A is pretty good. She's, she's paying herself to say that, so yeah. um, let's Wait get minute. started. Because you're like a co-operator. I'm not. You sponsored your own podcast. <laughs> that is pimp. Get body. Let's go. All right. Luke, you ready? Always. Get okay. spicy in two minutes. Let's go. What's your favorite scent of soap? Lavender. Oh. Uh, favorite book that you've ever given away? Given away? Mm-hmm. Dumb question. Favorite book you've given to somebody else or recommended to somebody else? Redeeming Love. Oh. Gross. <laughs> 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 um, death Row Meal. What? Oh, Death Row Meal. Um, probably, no, for sure, a steak, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, oh. and some type of like 
chocolate dessert. Ooh, Brownie, cool. chocolate cake, something like that. What kind of steak is it? What kind of steak is it? Filet. Don't worry, we'll have okay. a triple date soon. Mm-hmm. Would you rather drink hairspray or cat sweat? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, hairspray. Okay. Gross, man. I that is gross. Are aliens real? Mm, no. Okay. Habit that you have that's like really weird. I have to check all the doors before I go to bed at night to make sure everything is locked. Mm-hmm. I can't sleep. Favorite thing about Adam? Favorite thing about Adam. So I love, there's a lot of things, but I love that he doesn't um, put, so we were, I was actually thinking about this the other day. He doesn't pe- put people in a box. And so he he gives a lot of grace to people. Mm. And so that's something that I am trying to learn from him because he gives people like second chances and like just loves people well. What's your favorite metal on the periodic table? Oh gosh. I don't know. Do I know the periodic? I'm just kidding. You know metal. Um Oh my gosh. If you had to get rid of I one think, season, what? Is that a Metal? What? Hydrogen? No. No. It's an element, though. <laughs> if you had to get rid of one season, <laughs> what would it be? Winter. What would you change about Luke? <laughs> his face. <laughs> oh, his I'm so You have to see my face. I'm sorry, audience. Apparently, I'm really ugly. That's not what I was saying. My bad. I was laughing at him. Um, sorry, that came out wrong. Ava, favorite. Oh, start a GoFundMe for, <laughs> for my plastic surgery coming up. We are already out of time. Squats. Squats. Oh, that was the last one. That was the last one. What, what else would you change about Luke? Squats. Oh, um, gosh. That was that amazing. Was so Audience, I apologize for my face. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Ava, I, um, a few months ago, I didn't really know your husband. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I should, I, should, I should hang out with Adam, get to know Adam. And as he was telling me a little bit about his life and kind of a little bit about you guys' story, man, he was bragging on you hard, <laughs> like big time. He talked about a few things. One, like he talked about the way in your hardest season of life when you were tired and hurting and you were, it sounded like there were moments too where you had to continuously find your hope in Jesus. Mm -hmm. You continuously cared and loved people around you Mm -hmm. when you were in pain and, and hurt and suffering. And I was like, that that is mind blowing to me. It is also just mind blowing to see like you talked about how God was faithful throughout your whole journey. Mm-hmm. Like there was one thing too. Me and Adam were talking about it, and he was like, "Yeah, I, I I don't know how we got to the topic about like topic about this, but he was like, yeah, like God even provided financially through all that too, mm-hmm. you know." And I was I was just blown away. You talked about how. God was like faithful, but I think there's something even in the hardest moments in our life, like God.
God still deeply, deeply, deeply cares about us and loves us. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, I, one, I want to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, I, I think like your story is incredibly inspiring, but also just a constant reminder of like, God loves us and cares for us. Mm -hmm. And even in the hardest seasons, like he has us, Mm -hmm. we, we don't know what's happening. Like we might not understand, like he's got something in store for us. Like when life is hard and it gets harder, like he still has something good. Mm -hmm. So thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Anything else, gents? No, sir. No, I appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much for checking in to the Get Body Podcast. Thank you again for our sponsor, Chick-fil-A. Please check out their chicken burger with pimento and their Shamrock Shake. (laughs) That'll have Hey, and and look on our Instagram. We're going to start a GoFundMe for my plastic (laughs) surgery. Audience, don't forget. That's not what I meant. Punch a freaking goose if you see it. Punch a goose. (laughs)